All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Isaiah 53, verses 6 and 7. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Heavenly Father, please give us ears to hear you this morning. Please soften our hearts. Please um, bless and use my words to be useful for your purposes of building up. Amen. I find such an intriguing mix of gentleness and severity in that passage that I just read from Isaiah. The passage, um, in fact, that very mixture which we find in so many places of the gospel and how it is that we are reconciled to God in Christ. Because being likened to sheep is a little bit cute, right? Sheep are fluffy and silly and cute. But they're also stubborn and smelly and frankly kind of stupid. But as frustrating as sheep are to shepherds the world over and through all of human history, their stupidness makes them more objects of pity than objects of wrath. So it's actually a surprise turn in the sequence of the image that then we learn that the guilt incurred for the sheep's wandering away, just following their own path, right? The guilt that's incurred is nothing less than the piercing, the wounding, and the crushing of the suffering servant, which is a prophecy of Christ Jesus. So we sort of have this strange juxtaposition that in a way it would seem like, well, the sheep was just kind of following its own way. It's a stupid sheep. That's what they do. But the guilt incurred required the crushing and the piercing of the Son of Man. Gentleness and severity in the same image. He, Jesus, is carrying our iniquity. There's no other better passage in the entire Bible than Isaiah 53 for understanding what is happening when Jesus dies on the cross. We were to be carrying it, but in his mercy, he is carrying it for us as he offers himself on the cross to die. That's what Isaiah prophesies. The Lord God has laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. But even in describing our Lord's death, there's this strange mixture of gentleness and severity again. We have the prophecy that Jesus would not open his mouth before skeptical unbelief, right? which we see fulfilled when before Pilate and Herod, they're sort of interrogating him in a sort of taunting, belittling fashion, and he just remains silent. And we're given two images, similar but different, like a lamb that's led to the slaughter, and like a sheep before its shearers. Right? Both instances, I guess, when sheep are silent. I, I realize this is a theme in sermons lately, but I was curious about this, so I YouTubed it. And sure enough, when you shear a sheep, they just sit there like these little docile creatures. And the moment the shearing's done, they spring up and go on their noisy way. Firstly, the comparison is profound in that even the Lord, who we know is the Son of God himself, is likened to a sheep, just like us. 
Right? With, like in the par- there's a parallelism in Isaiah. We like sheep have gone astray. He, like a sheep, was like us in every respect, in the, except that he didn't wander. He wasn't like us stupid sheep who don't follow the Lord's directions, but who wander away from them. He follows the Lord's directions. And he's silent before um, those who he comes before, Herod and Pilate. Jesus is, in fact, the only obedient sheep. He's innocent, and thus we get the double image of sheep, but also lamb, right? Baby sheep, a symbol of innocence um, for eons. And it's worth remembering that the Torah prescribes that when you come up to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover every year, you bring a lamb with you. So as Jesus is processing in on Palm Sunday, there's literally hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of lambs, literal lambs, being brought in by all these Jewish families who are coming to celebrate the Passover. So all these little lambs are being brought up to the temple, and it's on a hill, so they're being brought up. And then here comes Jesus, also the chosen singular lamb of God, as John the Baptist said at the beginning, that's the Lamb of God, the Passover Lamb, Jesus, the true Lamb, coming up for the one true Passover that wouldn't have to be repeated year after year, like the Jewish rites and ceremonies, but was a sacrifice, as we hear every Sunday in the Eucharistic prayer, you could finish the sentence, once for all. Once for all. Satisfying God the Father atoning for the sins of the whole world forever. And we get this double image in Isaiah. And indeed, the brutal sufferings, which we remember acutely on Good Friday, of Jesus' scourging and crucifixion and agonizing death, are rightly likened to, to a slaughter, right? to being cut to pieces, a lamb to the slaughter. But I want to offer you the thought from Isaiah that there's also a way in which Jesus is laying down of his own life. In the one hand, is complete material agony, but it's also for him, as I think the word easy comes to mind, as a sheep being shorn. Right? A sheep loses nothing, really, in getting shorn. I mean, it loses its fur. I mean, not it's not called fur. Here I am revealing my lack of experience of animal husbandry, it's, it's wool, um, it's fleece, that's the word I'm looking for, thank you, loses its fleece, but it doesn't suffer um, loss, right, the life of the sheep still continues, and I love that we have this double image, I think, just from our kind of preaching tradition of the last hundred years, we get the idea of the slaughter piece, but I want to offer to you this Holy Week, this idea of like a sheep being shorn, like a sheep before its shearers, Jesus was silent that he also was silent before Pilate, not with sort of some sort of stoicized terror. He's willingly laying down his life. Everything that happens was actually foreordained before the foundation of the world. He knows what he's doing. And he's offering his sacred person, his humanity and his divinity to God the Father. And it's like a sheep offering its fleece, right? Shear it off. Right? He stands before Pilate with total courage. The agony in the garden was in a mysterious and mystical um, presentation of Jesus before God the Father. But having resolved to obey God the Father, the rest of the decisions were easy. He stood before Pilate, silent. He didn't need to answer. Before Herod, silent. With the ease of a sheep being who's about to be shorn, knowing 
that his fleece, to extend the metaphor, will cover many sinners. It's an image we use throughout the Old Testament of covering, right? um, Adam and Eve are covered in the garden. Noah is covered in his shame. The very word atoning means covering, covered over. That with the purity, the righteousness of Christ himself, he clothes us with his own fleece as we come before God the Father. Like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Amen.